Honestly. Who's fucking, who's Snorlax? Is, it, who's Snorlax? is that yours? I'm gonna fucking kill it later. Wait, what? What is even happening? What, what did you ask her? Put a Snorlax on there. She thinks she's hot shit, but let me tell you something. You I'll guys fucking bring my own. That's, uh, I, you kids in your games, I swear. I just, I'll, I'll never get them. Huh? Was that a was that a was that a Pokemon comment or was that a what'd you say? Oh, is there there's a name for the team? Oh, I'm on the I'm on the red team. Yeah. Fucking red team! This is these are my people. This is becoming sad. I don't know. Here I am thinking you're a weirdo the whole time, and now I'm realizing you're the weirdo. Yeah. Because I'm not throwing a Snorlax up there, and my team is... There's a carp out there right now. I don't give a shit. I really, I could, I could just give two shits. Uh, thanks for coming, everybody. <laughs> great to be inside your country. So here's the deal. So today, so I, I always write these, right? I write them before I get to Australia, and then the day of, I'll, I'll rewrite them a little bit and finesse them. Make them fucking awesome. These are today cars. I did that, and then I left that till and I didn't transfer it to my iPad. So uh, I'll be doing a little bit of uh, freestyle. I'll be remembering Give him what a I beat. wrote. <laughs> Give him there's, a beat. No, there's no beat. Drop that beat, Matthew, like we talked about, bro. There's no beat. It, there's freestyle no beat. it up. I'm just gonna be trying to remember the story. I'll give a beat. Come on. <laughs> Sign those little cars now, will you? <laughs> if you got, we signed cars last night. If you guys, uh, and we and we'll sign cars to tonight so. after we do our, our yep. uh, we do a little VIP thing for the people who are better than you, and uh, <laughs> and then uh, afterwards, if you want your car signed, we'll go out, we'll go out front, and we'll sign the shit out of it. Uh, sometimes with pens, sometimes we've with, actually been signing cars, people that we don't. We don't know the owners of yeah. around town. If you leave your so car out in the lot after 10, we're going to sign your car. It's the new ticket. <laughs> it means you owe 75 bucks if you didn't ask for it. Sign your car. Um, also, I want to say, uh, uh, you guys, uh, I'm, I'm part of the crew who runs the LA Podfest, uh, Los Angeles Podcast Festival. And um, if you guys enjoy live podcasts, you might enjoy the live stream. Which, we, uh, which you can get for, uh, you go to the LA Podfest site, you sign up, and then you can watch it on you know, your devices or your TV or whatever you can hook it up to. Uh, 20 bucks, five bucks off after you put in the code, the dollop, and uh, you know, then you're, you're happy. All the, this, a lot of the sadness and anxiety that you feel on a daily basis because of your overwhelming life. Yeah, no, if there's gone. One, one thing that'll combat the feeling of sadness, it's listening to the dollop. It'll... <laughs> Um, so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is the dollop. It's an American History podcast. Each week, I read a story from American History to my friend. Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. No, no, it wasn't that great. I feel like I did it better. Uh, and, and, and on this particular dub, we have a guest, and uh, he's uh, a, f a fucking great comic. If you haven't seen him yet at a festival, uh, I, I highly recommend it. Uh, he is hilarious. Ladies and gentlemen, Nick Cody! 
There he is. Hi, Look Nick. at that beard. Woo. Fucking. Hi, Nick. Hot. What a specimen. This guy lifts. Yeah, that doesn't just happen. This it, takes work, all right, guys? It takes... <laughs> Yeah. Fucking work, yeah. day in, day out. That, it's so upsetting. Not listening to you. doctors about their dietary tips, you know? You say, no, I'll pave my own path and have you a look. Put Success. It, I mean, the point was made. You've got to put it down. Ten <laughs> seconds. Oh, it's I, even worth sitting there. No, but you, you, you were like I was at your age a long time ago. In let you, you, it looks fine, but then when you lift up the shirt, it's not fine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're laughing like, everybody's laughing like I didn't take that as a massive compliment. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I just I, want it to look like I might be able to fight. That's all I want. Like from a distance, like, fuck this guy. It could be a problem. I think he's a lumberjack. Move on, move on, move on. <laughs> I, I, uh, I may have, uh, when I was around your age, I worked out a lot like that, and then I had the thing from the beer. And, uh, <laughs> and I might have met a young lady and taken her home, and, she, and, and when I took my shirt off, she might have said, oh. She came I, early. Quote, huh? I didn't. <laughs> but Not a lot of people can do that move. <laughs> ah, well, wait until you see the penis. Uh, actually, maybe the, we don't bring the penis out for this one. The quote was, oh, I didn't expect that. What if, and I was like, what about the arms? Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna put on a tank top. You'll love what you see here. All I have is an old-timey one-piece bathing suit, but I think you'll see what I'm working with that you can see. Pretty terrific. September 9th, 1754! <laughs> William Bly. <laughs> I think we know where this is going. You don't. No. I don't. I'm from here. I don't know. Oh, good. Oh, great. Great. Was born somewhere in Plymouth, England. His father was a boatman and, he, uh, and a, a British customs officer. When William was, was the ripe old age of seven, he signed up for the Royal Navy as a cabin boy. What is... I mean, this is... I, this has probably been, like, the start of 70% of the ones we've done since we've been here. It's like a six-year-old is gonna be the president. Time to work, you're seven. Yeah, you're seven. What are you gonna do with your life? You're wasted away! Well, they, di they died so young. That was like a midlife oh, yeah. crisis. Like, totally. fuck, I'm seven. I'm joining the forces. I gotta put the blocks down and focus. <laughs> My ass in here. Jesus, this is so crazy. What are you doing right now? I've done a wee. Well, now you're in charge of people. <laughs> Uh, the idea was that he would be able to gain experience and earn promotions as a young man. So you start super early, because then when you actually join, they're like, look at all the experience right. you have. So eventually, like, you're like a grown man to an 11-year-old is like, yes, sir, sergeant, sir. You heard me. More goldfish. And more crackers. I'll be in my bed pretending it's a race car. All right. I mean, they didn't have race cars. 
What year was they invented, Dave? So, they might have had race car beds. We don't know. Like, a, like, a, like we would have a spaceship bed? Exactly. Exactly like we, that. And, and we do have a spaceship bed. Yeah. yeah. That's where most of the money goes for this, is to get that. <laughs> well, we need one plane for us, and our bed is in nine pieces, and we need a plane for that. <laughs> Eight years later, Bly was officially a member of the Navy in 1770. When he was 16, he joined the HMS Hunter as an able seaman. It's all coming together. And, by the way, when I said seaman in Adelaide, they lost their shit. <laughs> Might have been when the guy yelled vagina. <laughs> and how, how tough is that? You've worked over half your life in one job, and now they're like, now you can actually do your job. <laughs> what? spent 60% of my years at this fucking thing. Now, now you're ready. Now you can make money. Yeah. So you got just... seven years left on Earth. Let's take advantage of them. You're 16. In 1776, he joined James Cook's uh, voyage, third voyage. He mostly drew charts and plans. The trip did not end well. Uh, James Cook uh, traveled to Hawaii, and, and uh, on the first stop, they were uh, greeted uh, very kindly. On the second stop, they were greeted as gods. The Hawaiians thought they were gods. Wait, um, the first trip, they were just like, what's up, guys? <laughs> yeah, and the second trip, they were like, oh my god, the ones we've read about! Basically, I don't know what happened. It's us from earlier. You're fantastic now. The light is just... You've been doing something different. You're gods now. I don't know what it is. And then on the uh, third stop, one of the crew was wounded and died. And then they're like, you're not gods. And then they ended up stoning uh, the captain uh, to death. So that's Whoa. how Captain Cook died. Whoa. Uh, that's quite yeah. a 180. Yeah. Uh, don't fuck around in Hawaii is what I would say. Although, have you ever had Hawaiian ice? It's fucking great. It's like it's like a snow cone, but it's like a snow cone you've ever. It, this is not in I, here. I, <laughs> I also this is love the menu. <laughs> I also love how it took a guy dying for them to realise that they're not gods. Well, they thought it's like, is there somewhere to take a shit? It's like, no worries, God. Yes, there's a toilet over there. Take a shit. I'm pretty tired. Yeah, gods do get that way. <laughs> One of you died. What the fuck? Let's just human. Let's just say you never want to meet your idols. They're really it's always a letdown. Now I want to hear the story of someone going to an island and taking, and they're thinking he's a god. Then he takes a shit and they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> that would be the best story ever. Some god. So then they killed him. So, uh, so then uh, William Bly took over the ship and uh, immediately shot cannons at the Hawaiians as he left and killed a bunch of them and was like, fuck you. Boy, God's an asshole, huh? <laughs> Who leaves like that? Uh, and then sailed back to, uh, to England. Took him a couple years. Uh, he was, uh, came back as a fucking hero. They were like, look at what you did. You took over a ship after the captain got hit in the head with a rock. Pretty low bar back then. That's a pretty low bar to jump over. Now, William was not promoted, uh, he was the only officer who was not promoted after the journey because he was a dick. It's <laughs> yeah, real snub. By uh, being raised on ships and in the Navy, William Bly learned all the skills and verbal talents to be a grade-A asshole. 
He could swear with the best of them, and he was not very nice. Besides having a, a horrendous personality, he was short, had an, had an incredibly oversized head, he had a weak chin and a receding hairline, and it has been said his body was gorilla-like. It's almost like you're not meant to spend your formative years on the sea. I'm 18, how is everyone? Don't drink seawater. I think it came together great, right? He sounds uh, like he's made by Pixar. <laughs> his bobblehead would be just him. His bobblehead like. is just, just a regular head. This is his bobblehead. It doesn't do anything. Look at him. He's, what are you guys laughing at? Uh, so he had short man syndrome. He was uh, aggressive and overbearing on top of it all. And of course, these delightful qualities and physical attributes is why uh, Elizabeth Betham married him in February 1781. He's got it all. Oh my God. Gorilla body, disproportionate head, bad attitude, swears terribly. Uh, she was from Glasgow and the daughter of a customs officer. She was also the niece of Duncan Campbell, merchant ship owner and contractor in charge of uh, the convict hulks in uh, England, right? Okay. So fucking money. Okay. Money. Money. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he was marrying up. He served under... I mean, there's, uh, he didn't sound like he had much of a choice. Yeah. Well, he could have like married like a cross and been like, you got a face and uh, <laughs> married that person. Sure, sure. But he, but he married to, uh, to, you know, a career bump. Right. right. Is he one of the first like batting out of their league dudes? Yeah, well, actually, there were a lot of dudes batting out of their league in Australian history. <laughs> <laughs> This is really yeah. common. And For even today, if you look around, <laughs> I'm one. <laughs> so, Bly was marrying up. He served under Campbell in West India from 1783 to 1787. Uh, so Joseph Banks, who was sort of in charge of all, all the nonsense of uh, going around to other uh, places and uh, ruining everything. Uh, it's a long title, but I'm good at it. <laughs> He kept his eye on Bly ever since the, uh, the horrific James Cook voyage. Banks uh, also super into slavery. That was his jam. Uh, so he wanted to slash uh, all the money they were using to feed the slaves. Wait, I mean... He was like, well, that's, that just seems like a big budget for all the food that they're... Do they have to eat? I mean... But that wouldn't have even stood out. Like, being in into slavery in the 1700s. That's like being into paleo diet now. It's like, oh, it's fuck over. I've tried it. I've tried it myself. I might go back to it. So he wants to cut down all the money they're feeding, using to feed these slave people. And his answer to this annoying issue of feeding slaves was to plant breadfruit trees for them to eat in the Caribbean. <laughs> I think the little, the little laughter happening is people who actually know what breadfruit is. What is well, David, what is breadfruit? Okay. Fruit bread? Like so, fruit toast? I don't... 
That's a plant? It's fucking amazing. I'm a health nut. I'm only eating this right now. Vine to mouth. Well, okay, so uh, they're from Tahiti, uh, and this is all I could find to describe it, which doesn't mean anything to me, but it's like jackfruit. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I believe for the people at home, the, uh, someone's boiled it down uh, to it tastes like shit. So, so it's like a big, hard, green thing. And, and, uh, and I guess it's like the he was like, well, slaves should eat, <laughs> slave should eat that. It's terrible. And I planted it in the Caribbean. Well, the idea is to take them from Tahiti to the Caribbean. Yeah. And set them up there. Here you go, guys. Uh, so Bly had experience in, in Tahiti, so uh, Banks recommended him. He also wanted uh, uh, Bly because he was a tough son of a bitch, right? right. He was a fucking hard ass. And Banks had converted uh, a lot of the... So on the ship, he converted a lot of the cabin, especially the main cabin, into an area where the breadfruit trees would be kept and then so people couldn't stay in there. So, so now William Bly is made uh, the commander of the HMS Bounty. Have you heard of that? Yeah. <laughs> you bet I have, dude. You want me to tell the rest of the story or should we go through the exercise? Uh, a, big, a big problem of this journey was that Bly was the only commissioned officer and Bly couldn't handle incompetence. And if anyone in the crew showed the least bit of it, he would completely lose his fucking mind. So okay. good thing cool, on good cool thing dude. on a ship. Well, it's a good thing on a ship, you yeah. know, because no one makes mistakes. Nope. Not awkward at all in those like cramped quarters. Get out of here! Uh, go to your room. There's trees in it. Shut the fuck up. Go to your room. Stay here. I'm pit. Well, look, I, I, I apologize. I'll be honest. I apologize. I, uh, I'm little and have a gorilla body. I, 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 uh, I lose my cool. What can I say? Uh, I'm complex. So, so there's not a lot of room on the ship, right? They're, the, they're more cramped in than they usually are, and they set sail. Um... Imagine how much they hated that fucking tree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you, you know they're seeds, you asshole. <laughs> you know, that is a great point, and if we weren't in the middle of the ocean... Why don't we just take the fruit and plant the fucking seeds? Uh, whole tree. That's the only way those things go. Breadfruit trees start as trees. <laughs> Uh, so the ship set sails on uh, November 28th, 1787. Uh, now it's packed, but Bly had managed to find room for a blind Irish fiddle player to be on the ship. Only the necessities. <laughs> okay, so... Okay. Was this guy's catchphrase, Has anyone seen my fiddle? <laughs> Has anybody... Boy, I could do my job if I just had the fiddle. It's around here somewhere. Oh, this is that's a mopping letter. Hello? Am I still on the boat? Could someone tap me if you're on? I've lost my fiddle! 
Overboard! Okay, she's there. Which way's up? Ah, uh, diddly dee breadfruit. <laughs> He's just talking to the breadfruit tree. You know, you're my best friend, Tommy. You've always had my back, you have. You don't judge me and you let me say whatever I want. So now he didn't just bring, bring the uh, blind Irish fiddle player on board. <laughs> For the hell of it, he, yeah. had, he had an idea behind it. So these guys would work a full day, but Bly also believed in, uh, in, in getting exercise. <clears throat> Lift up that blind guy. Yeah. <laughs> Ten oh, reps. No. <laughs> Pick up the Irishman. I don't like this game. <laughs> I feel I've been brought here under fast pretenses! It's a, r a really fucked up game of Marco Polo. <laughs> Let's see. Marco? Fish out of water! <clears throat> so after they would work the whole day, uh, Bly would force all the sailors onto the deck and make them dance Irish jigs for three hours. Three hours? Is this the beginning of river dance? Three hours. Yeah. You know, I don't know what I hate more, the work or the break. Just a little shit, just making this little Irish guy play. Three hours! I'm gonna go pamper the tree some more. So, uh... Oddly, the crew didn't enjoy this. Uh, and, they, and they started going to the ship's doctor to ask for medical reasons not to do the, to do the river dance. I'm allergic to bullshit. Can yeah. I? Well, he's blind. He's still joining in. Yeah. <laughs> so the doctor uh, was a horrific alcoholic. You know what you guys need is some gin. I can write you a perception. You're in good feet. <laughs> Your back hurts, huh? Have you tried gin? Ask me if gin's right for you. That's mine. That's not for, that's not your... How did you get in here? <laughs> Had an appointment. Get out of here! I hate my brother. Never hugged me. Are you my 530? 530? Huh? Who let you in here? Give me my gym! So, uh... So the, doc, the doctor hated Bly because, because um, for the first couple weeks the, the doctor would just drink himself unconscious every day. So Bly made him stop drinking. He took away his booze. So the doctor was livid. So whenever a guy would come day, down to say he didn't want to do the river dance, Bly, uh, the doctor would uh, say he had scurvy, which would pissed Bly off because that meant you weren't running your ship right. And so Bly and the doctor fucking hate each other, but all the sailors are like, I got scurvy, I can't dance. <laughs> you know there's an Australian comedian that, was, that got scurvy like 20 years ago. Chris Franklin? Do you guys know who Chris Franklin is? What? 
He was in the Navy. He got scurvy. How fucked up? Oh, I was going to say what a terrible festival that was. (laughs) You're in the scurvy room. Have you done it before? VB and meat pies for six months. And he got scurvy. In the the 20th century. (laughs) Oh, Australia. You guys keep giving. Polio's so in right now. I got that at the Sydney Festival. So Bly was, uh, so Bly upset the bounty's old and sort of experienced uh, master, the, the guy who was supposed to be the next in charge when he appointed the young and good-looking Fletcher Christian to, uh, to take over for him and be the second in charge. Christian was a, a young, poor man. His family had come from uh, wealth, uh, but then his dad died and his mother uh, blew the family fortune on, quote, buying miniature portraits and bonnets. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. Look what you had to do before there were pokey machines. You really had to fucking go out of your way to blow the cash. <laughs> Mother, where are you going today? <laughs> to town to get some supplies. <laughs> Any mini bonnets? We need, we need more. We need more. I'm worried we don't have enough. For the tiny... Small pictures, too, and bonnets. <laughs> I'm allowed to do with it what I want. And I'm crazy, so... So Christian ran off and uh, joined uh, the Navy. Uh, he had stars tattooed on his breast and ass in classic, classic seaman style. Uh, he was very good looking though. Uh, uh, he was also, quote, subject to violent perspirations, particularly in the hands, so he soils anything he handles. Oh, good, good. So he's a Wait. fucking, he's a a fucking sweaty sweater. Sweaty handed man. He was he's a so sweaty, sweaty handed. His hands, have you ever met anyone whose hands sweat? I don't think to this level where it's something they're remembered for. Violent uh, perspiration. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a, the first Spider Man. Like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just keep trying to shake their hand, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> Great to meet you, Tom. Anyway, Bly, uh, he was a family friend, and Bly really liked him, so he treated a bit more like a son than a regular crew member, but at the same time, when Christian did not meet expectations, Bly would lose his shit and flip out and scream and swear at him in front of the crew. So, it's a good trip. Yeah, so cool, far. cool. Uh, he, uh, Bly, uh, uh, flogged the first, uh, the first sailor uh, in March, so about five months in. He was hoping he wouldn't have to a uh, good run, beat anybody with a whip. Yeah. But uh, this guy, uh, for insolence, he was like, uh, yeah, we got to beat you. So, he's already, he's already kicking it off. He's kicking it off. Flogging was awesome. They, flogging was a big thing back then. You flog, you, there, if you were a sailor, you could legally just be beaten with a whip. Just good times. <laughs> so it was part of, the, part of the reason you took the job. Uh, so the, the crew arrived in Tahiti, which was obviously a you know, paradise compared to the fucking ship. Uh, they ended up staying for 23 weeks because they're ready for the breadfruit trees to grow in the, in the travel pots. Sure, sure, sure. As you do. Uh, there were a thousand uh, travel pots. Okay. Uh, during the time they were there, 18 of the crew got VD. Cool, cool, cool. I'm fucking. 
Oh, okay, not from the travel pods. Nope. <laughs> I wasn't sure what happened. These breadfruits done something real weird yeah. down there. Hey guys, uh, we're all fucking the breadfruit, right? Okay, cool. We should start calling dibs, cause, woo! It's jack off fruit, you know what I mean? Um, while they were there, the ship's doctor had enough time to drink himself to death. <laughs> wow. Uh, good, so, good. 23 good. weeks, good effort. Good. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's so great. <laughs> Well, I'll be on the ship. Let me know if you need anything. <laughs> uh, so he's gone, which was nice for Bly. Uh, they finally got their breadfruit trees, uh, but so now they're all on. The, uh, now the breadfruit trees are on the ship. The thousand bread. So now it's super cramped. On oh the my ship. god! As if things it's weren't. It's a breadfruit great. mosh pit. You're just like jammed in. <laughs> oh my god! Remember when we hated the one? Holy shit! I miss those days. So everyone's uh, packed below deck. They're also, uh, they also were worried that the rats and the cockroaches on the ship would eat the breadfruits, so they, they poisoned them, which they didn't usually do on ships. They had like a cat or something, so they poisoned them. So at, at night or when they were sleeping, it would just be like raining dead cockroaches and, and You think and you'd clear that shit off before you left? Just no, halfway across, a, the, uh, across the ocean. That's something you want. That's something you want out in the middle of the water. Yeah. That's, a, that's a feature. <laughs> that, that, I mean, if you've ever done a Disney cruise, <laughs> it's the same deal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> These rats don't talk, though. That's the difference. <laughs> so, uh, so now the ship is being filled with the decaying smells of little dying things awesome. that are falling on the seamen while they sleep in their hammocks. Uh, and then, Jesus, and then you, what a paradise. It's good. It's a good fucking trip. And then you couple this with Bly losing his mind all the time. And, uh, and 16 men actually left before they even uh, left the dock. Right, so 16 guys were like, fuck this, I'm going to stay in Tahiti. Yeah. Good Which, call. by the way, totally yeah. smart. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been to England and Tahiti... Yeah, but uh, yeah. Question. I, the first time I got, I'd be like, "No, this is where I live now." No, I'm good. How how bad is that gig where you're like, "Hey man, I got VD and no job," but fuck it, this is better. This is better. <laughs> yeah, the, the blind fiddle players there. Am I staying or going? I can't tell. It's really nice here, by the way. I know you can't see. Oh man, it seems nice. Are we on the ship or not? That really does seem like the first Zumba class. Just an Irish blind guy and a group of you dancing along terribly. So a bunch of them stayed. Uh, well, that happened in Hawaii too. We know when they first, I didn't mention this, but when they first got to Hawaii, um, uh, they traded nails for sex. Like fingernails? Are, nails are weird. Yeah. What's the nails? They got there in the Hawaiians were like, what the fuck are these? And they're like, they're nails. You want, they're want nails. That's what I'm going to do to your women. Do <laughs> you understand what we're doing here? It's a nail for nail trade. <laughs> Straight up. So uh, this is when uh, William Bly got the nickname the Bounty Bastard by the crew. And things got worse at sea. Uh, Things are not going great. There are a few theories as to why everything went to shit so fast. Okay. <laughs> I think you've named them. 
<laughs> New ones, huh? New takes? Let's try and figure this one out. A lot of people say it was just because they left Tahiti. <laughs> okay, that seems fair. Bly said it was because he filled the ship up with trees instead of Tahitian women. Which I okay. 100% agree with. Yeah. Imagine coming back What if we take the sense. ladies instead of the trees? What if we take the ladies and plant them in the Caribbean? New plan. Let's just take a bunch of women. Um, uh, some believe that Christian was in love with Bly and that the one-way street made him crazy. Others think Christian and Bly the, the, wait, were getting... The, what made him crazy? The one-way street. Like, so Christian's in love with Bly, but Bly's not giving oh, back. Oh, okay, right, right. Christian's oh, like, I want to fuck you, but I'm going to take your ship. <laughs> I'm not going to let you suck my dick. Well, now all I want to do is suck your dick, Bly. <laughs> See how vexing my position is? The more you say no, all I want to do is that. And that theory, that theory makes the least sense. It's like, what do you think's going wrong here? I think that hot guy wants to fuck the bald midget. <laughs> Every time I see your gorilla body walking across the deck, I lose my mind. Parading around in that outfit, you sex cat. Has anyone seen my fiddle? Sweet God. Others think Christian and Bly were getting it on in Tahiti, having a delightful Tahiti romp. Tahitian adventure, yeah. And, uh, and that came to an end when they left Tahiti and Christian totally lost it then. I Christian can't see also, you anymore. Christian also got VD. Uh, he was one of the VDers. Oh, cool. <laughs> I don't know if that's the correct term. Yeah. <laughs> but if I... Not a great gang to be a part of. If he, if he had VD, how did Bly not have VD? Because he was VD? <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, we're gonna have to uh, take a break to explain biology. <laughs> but really, how, do, how does he not? How do you not? You, VD, you don't well, get from. Well, man, you roll the dots. If you're, if you're some, if you, you have a, if you have a boyfriend, and then your boyfriend comes back with VD, you you might be like, I'm not gonna fuck you, but you sh you're fucking around on me, clearly. Okay, so, so there's the, no fucking. We don't know if there's fucking or not. Well, they could have just been doing jerk-offs. Well, I'm not suggesting, suggesting not you get VD all from gay a people job. do uh, the anal course. Yeah. Some of them will suck or whatever. See, this is why you need a doctor around. Too tough. Because... <laughs> Did somebody say doctor? <laughs> what I'm saying is that Bly and Christian were both tops. <laughs> so there's no bottom. A lot of alcoholics experience that. I don't think we're talking about the same bottom. <laughs> on April 27th, 1789, shit went down on the bounty. Now, they had already been having a lot of problems, a lot of, uh, a lot of since they left, a lot, of, uh, a lot of anger, a lot of people being upset with Bly. And then on this day, Bly counted his coconuts. Okay. And found that he was a couple short. Well, you didn't let us know he was a coconut hoarder till now. I thought lost his coconuts was like a euphemism for going insane. Yeah. He lost his coconuts. This guy's a few coconuts short of a stash. You know what I mean? So he, get, he starts screaming at the crew and demands. Somebody's taking my coconuts! <laughs> this little man. <laughs> He demanded the entire crew bring up their coconuts for coconut accounting. Come on! 
Well, come coconut salad, but can't be honest. You think you know a group. <laughs> so they all brought their coconuts up, and his missing coconuts were still not accounted for. He then told Christian to tell him where the coconuts were hidden. In, in my pants. <laughs> I miss you! I, I miss you! I miss you! They're in my pants! I'm sick of just doing you stuff. Christian said he didn't know, and then he hoped that uh, Bly didn't think he took them, and Bly flipped out, yelling, Yes, you damn hound, I do! You must have stolen them from me, or you could have given a better account of them. God damn you. You scoundrels! You're all thieves alike, and combine with the men to rob me. I suppose you'll steal my yams next! <laughs> you yam cunts! <laughs> And then after the yams, I mean, you're off to the races. Yeah. Anything's fair game. Of course, that makes the most sense because yams and coconuts together, delicious. Yeah. <laughs> really, that is what a, a shit meal. A far overreaction for coconuts. What, going from coconuts to yams? No, I mean, or it's just a, being up upset about coconuts. Yeah, there, there's a little bit of juice in them, sure. Have you ever really had a coconut on a no. ship? Like, are you on a ship? No. Have you ever been on a Disney cruise? <laughs> no, no, I've never had E. coli. <laughs> no, you can get a better cabin than that, though. How do you know you're not E. coli? <laughs> so, after the coconut thing, he didn't even ask. He didn't even ask anyone if they didn't like coconuts. Like, right. hey guys, I'm missing a few. Does anybody? Just hey, a guy with the hate going. I'm not, I fucking I'm hate these. Him. Yeah, I'm, I'm good without them. <laughs> it's the principle of the coconut theft. Uh, so Christian had had it. He got the most irritated guys on the crew and took the bounty's weapons and took control of the ship. Uh, but he was surprised at how many people were not down with the mutiny. About. Half of the uh, crew were like, no, this, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm fine with being yelled at about coconuts. <laughs> Have you ever been on a ship, dude? It's a fucking bummer. All captains yell at you about coconuts. So about, uh, he had about 18 men loyal to him, uh, and, uh, or a little bit more, and they, and they were put in a 23-foot boat and set off. Okay. What? It just seems weird. Why? Uh, how how, how like, would you do a mutiny? Social media. <laughs> hey, mate, we're taking over the ship. Like. <laughs> hashtag mutiny, hashtag today. Hashtag no more coconuts. Um, you don't, you don't, well, they. So how does that work, though? Like, what, so they. So they put them on a little, like a, you know, an open boat. It's very, okay, it's just very simple. Seems yeah. It's kind of just cute, you know? <laughs> Mutiny! Get your stuff. Let's go to this other ship here. I mean, there, there was more to it. They, like, they like tied his hands behind his back, and, and then they had a big fight on the deck, and some guys were like, I'm going with them, and other guys were like, fuck off! Like that. not a lot of fighting. I thought Mutiny was more... I don't think there was a lot of fighting. Well, Mutiny on one, the bounty. One I mean. group had all the weapons, and the other group were like... Oh, we're cool with anything you say! That makes yeah. a lot of sense to us. This, this is how mutinies work. Cool, all right. I can't help it that you don't know how a mutiny goes down. You're right, you can't help that. 
So, uh, so all these guys were put on the boat. They were given some water, rum, wine, biscuits, breadfruit, and coconuts. <laughs> we English. have a dietitian on board. And um, they say this will be good. So, Can we have the nutritionist? Can he come with us? Uh, I could make one trip. <laughs> Hi, I'm the doctor's son. Uh, <laughs> Did you forget he was dead? I'm, yeah. Well, no, I'm a nutritionist now. I'm his son. What well, like, happened <laughs> to be birthed on a ship with no women? <laughs> My mother's a rat. Now, I could not find out what happened to the Irish blind fiddler. That makes so sense, I, though. I That's I one of those guys you just lose track of. I pray to God. <laughs> so you like, and, and, is it just me or has no one asked where their fiddle is for four days? Well, he's just on an island like, friends? Hello? Hello? Oh, no, that's water, too. Oh, no. So the 23-foot boat was so packed that no one could lie down. They had to constantly bail water out of it to keep it from sinking because there were too many guys in the boat, right? Sausage uh, party. They saw... <laughs> I mean, that's the name of this next part, Sausage Party. I like one man in the boat, but any more than that is... <laughs> this is not what I thought it would be. <laughs> uh, so they saw a nearby island and they went there to get more supplies, but that didn't work out great as the islanders living there weren't big fans of the white man, and they quickly attacked them. Uh, one crew member jumped out of the boat to uh, try to uh, fight them and push the, their boat out, and he was stoned to death that guy, in the water. That's just a bold move to just be like, one, two, three, go! Is it just me? Oh, God, stones, rocks, 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 stones, stones! Bly wrote that it was fine because that crew member was the fattest guy on. <laughs> I love how Bly's taking people down a peg. He was disgusting. We lost a guy, more like two, fat piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, so he said he was he was fat, so he would have slowed down the boat and been a problem when it came to the lack of food. You could probably lay down now. At least one guy could. True. Yeah. Open up a little bit of room. Yeah. Things were great on the tiny ship, even though it was uh, full of his loyalists. He tried to keep them uh, happy. He, uh, he, he told them stories and sang them songs. More coconuts? Yeah. Oh, God. Three-hour dance party, guys, today. <laughs> Gentle dance, too. Gentle dance. We're taking on water. So in this area of the Pacific, they decided to avoid the islands in case, uh, you know... They kept getting hit by rocks in the head. <laughs> Bly gave the ship butcher a quote, quote, good beating. The Wait, ship butcher? <laughs> yeah. Well, he's not a butcher now. Yeah. I mean, on I this tiny dude. ship, he's not. What are we gonna do with the cow? You guys yeah, wanna take yeah. care of this? Try a porterhouse, try a porterhouse, $12, try a porterhouse. So, mate, keep it down. Just fucking whisper the prices, mate. <laughs> Who wants the T bone of this coconut? <laughs> Kill me. Why was I brought here? We'll need a butcher, too. And a postman. 
Now, this part is very confusing because he gave the butcher a, quote, good beating for eating nine raw seabirds instead of sharing them with everyone. Oh, I think he's already received his beating. Now, I don't know how you pull that off on a tiny ship, but I would love to watch I mean, some guy eat tiny seabirds. You have to no be one. doing the cartoon thing where feathers are coming out of your yeah. mouth like, is it just me or were we... I thought there were more seabirds. <laughs> You thought there were. Ah. You thought there were more seabirds? No idea what you're speaking of. I need water. Um, and then when they got a little farther away uh, from the uh, Pacific Islands, like when they got closer to Australia, uh, they started uh, stopping their smaller islands and, and uh, getting oysters and eating uh, like. Uh, Okay. I still can't get over the nine seabirds. <laughs> it's Seabird hard to fucking understand. Nine yeah. Like it's just a guy over in the corner of the ship. Yeah, like he, and it's and it's like raw, raw, yeah, raw. raw seabirds. Hey, what is? Hey, what do you, hey, you got there? What do you do? What do you do? Oh, 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 oh my god, I think I found the coconuts. They're downstairs. You're covered in blood. Oh my god, I cut myself shaving again. Oh, I was trying to get rid of my feather goatee. It's like the marshmallow challenge. Yeah. He's got seven in. <laughs> Can you say chubby bunny? Yeah. I mean, he's just going to be eating them like fish, like cartoon cats eat fish. Just yeah. like... Uh, and he may be caught... Yeah, anyway, keep going. Sorry, I'm just obsessed with him. What? Bly had a horrific argument with a, another crew member over the best way to make oyster stew. You stupid idiot! <laughs> everything. I know everything! He was apparently a stickler when it came to oysters. Oyster stew. Because he got into another argument with a, with a different crew member over the mollusks and challenged him to a duel. <laughs> I'm willing to die for my point on mollusks. The guy who was second in charge uh, then got involved and said he would... He tried to stop the fight, and then Bly said he would kill him. <laughs> so oysters are causing a lot of problems. Yeah. This yeah. is known as the oyster episode. Oh, good. Uh, so, so, but there wasn't... So they didn't kill I'm, each other, but they... I'm going to kill Patrick. No, 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 he's a good bloke. No, 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 I mean oysters. <laughs> <laughs> Oyster kill Patrick. Uh, okay, but the thing about but Bly, even though he was a monster, he was still a great sailor, and he navigated. You're gonna say singer. <laughs> great singer for his many uh, faults. Uh, Beautiful voice. So he's just banging out just gospel tune after gospel tune. Uh, so he navigated 3,681 miles across the ocean in 41 days, and arrived at a Dutch Timor. Uh, this was the longest open boat voyage in history. During the trip, he managed to chart part of the northeast coast of New Holland. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Partial of the original myself. When Bly returned to England two years later, he was... <laughs> he was honorably acquitted by the court-martial that tried him for the loss of the ship. Uh, <laughs> 
How does that work? Well, so he got there, and they're like, where's the fucking ship? He's like, I, 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 I don't know. I lost it. Did you, have you guys seen it? Uh, <laughs> I thought I left the keys or whatever with you guys. <laughs> uh, so that, apparently that, that was like a mandatory thing. They had to court martial you if, if you lost a ship. Okay. But he, he, was found, he, was, he was acquitted. But he got a smaller one. It's like Dumb and Dumber when he's yeah. traded in the van for the, the little motorbike. <laughs> I've got a 13, 13 person yacht now. I do tours. Uh, people called him a hero, but then the crew started telling stories of how horrible he was. And the, and the worm started, started turning. Wait, they called him a hero. Why? First, he was a hero because it's all, like, the, all the areas well, he survived that he and did everything stuff. he did. And right. So it seems heroic. Right. The word came then out. Then the behind the scenes story. Yeah. Behind the bly. Yeah. While Bly was known to be... Behind the scenes. <laughs> Thank you, Will, sir. Will, Will... Everybody else here is wrong besides you, sir. <laughs> but somewhere Will Anderson just exploded into glitter. <laughs> uh, I love while, when he does that. While Bly was uh, known to be extremely hot-tempered, uh, swearing, quote, well and vigorously, it was probably his losing it over any incompetence that made Crusade him. His outbursts were often short-lived. That's awesome. What? Just okay. violent spikes yeah. of rage. Yeah. Well, well, swearing he, well he, and he vigorously. Would That's yeah. He would, he, would, he would fucking flip out and be like, you motherfucking shit! You're fucking typing in your coconuts! And then two minutes later, he'd be like, so you guys want to get dinner? Yeah. Like, it was like... <laughs> Everyone's like, I don't know what's happening. This is, that's cruise to figure out. Good thing the fat guy's gone. He was the fattest they deserved to go. But I miss Charles. I, <laughs> I, I do look back with fondness. <laughs> but at the end of the day, the crews were not a big fan of a captain who goes bug fuck every time they make a mistake. It turns out Cobras, they don't deal with uh, captains that well uh, when they do that. So naturally, Sir Joseph Banks put Bly in charge of another Tahitian Smart. breadfruit tree run. You're the only Ooh. one who's learned the most lessons. So, so he puts And when you're back there, if you could find that blind Irish fiddler. <laughs> We're getting a lot of letters about him. I just want that to, you know, to stop. This is my wife, Stacy. She's a rock with seaweed on her, I found out a week ago. But I can't stay mad at that face. <laughs> So he takes over another ship, the Providence, and uh, sails to, uh, again, to Tahiti. This time, yeah, it worked out so well. Why not put the guy in charge again? Sure. So uh, this time he picks his nephew to be the second in command, and, and in about three weeks, his nephew, who had idolized him, uh, wanted him dead. <laughs> During this voyage, he made valuable observations of Tahiti and Fiji, and, uh, and even... Uh, Part of the South Sea, East Coast of Van Diemen's Land. It's great, though, that, like, to be a hero, you just had to notice shit. You'd be like, oh, that, there's that shit. Write that down. Yep. Hey, there's well, a rock there. Go ahead and write that down. Look at that. That's a bunch of weird shit. Never seen that before. Let them know. It's big, too. Write that down. Real big here. Toy, is it big? A lot of sand. Also put that in the notes. All righty, pitter-patter. Let's get out of here. Back we go. They throw rocks at fat people. I'd like a middle, please. Hey, if you're a fat guy, don't go to that island. <laughs> I hate fat guys. <laughs> After they uh, picked up the breadfruit trees in Tahiti, off they went to Jamaica. Uh, again, not a great time. The crew would spend much of their day carrying breadfruit trees 
out of the cabins, up to the deck, so they could get sun. Uh, Got to take it for a walk. Oh we all know. God. We all know that's how trees grow. Yeah, you're like, I got to go walk the trees upstairs because we're dying. Uh, <laughs> they've gotten somewhere Jack Fruit and Jack Russell mixed up. <laughs> Did you take it for a run around the park? <laughs> yeah, he must smell my fruit tree. Look at that. He's really sniffing it up on my pants. So, uh, so he also severely rationed the ship's water so the water could be used for the trees. And the sailors... Oh, my God. The sailors actually started to lick the water off the tree leaves. So that's... No sucking leaves! <laughs> my God! You'll get yeah. a thimble a day! Guys, you're not allowed to have any water. We're using it for the, for the food for the slaves. You know, the people we hate. <laughs> That'll show them. Anyway, what's our plan? Who knows? <laughs> and yet, no mutiny this time. Uh, for the most part, the crew supported him on this voyage. Though it makes total sense. He did have his usual arguments and a big following out with his midshipman, Matthew Flinders. Flinders was upset because he wanted more credit for his charting uh, because the voyage was so successful, but Bly would not give him credit, and uh, they, they did not like each other. Okay. He has a street named after him in uh, Melbourne. Right, yep. <laughs> it's my new thing I pretend I know everything when uh, when Bly was on this trip the surviving members of the mutiny on the bounty were uh, court-martialed that's where the truth came out about Bly and the allegations that Bly's uh, tyranny had caused the mutiny stuck and they are still believed today now people are more sympathetic to Christian uh, Fletcher Christian who spread VD <laughs> Across the Pacific and murdered uh, tons of people. Bly finally made it to Jamaica where the slaves uh, refused to eat the bread food. Hey, well, that's the good news. That's good at least. So, yeah, they thought it was shit and they were like, yeah, no, that's not. Uh, we'd rather die. It tastes they, like uh, shit, Bly. It's, it's a shit. It's garbage, Bly. It's a fucking shit fruit. Is it, what about shit fruit? Can we call it that? Uh, that's so, don't. Please just eat some in front of the crew. It's disgusting. <laughs> Pretend you like it in front of the crew, please. It's disgusting. We'll have a fucking bobsled team before I eat that shit. <laughs> so Bly returned to England, but uh, because of the mutiny trial, he did not get the same reception as when he returned the last time. A few of those above him did not want him to command another ship. He was forced to wait two years before he was given another command in 1795. He still continued uh, on in the Navy in 1797. While commander of the director, he was once again involved in a mutiny. Although this time, uh, people try to pin on Bly, but there's actually a revolt of sailors across the Navy about wages and treatment. They mutinied on several ships at once, so Bly's dick-headedness had little to do with this one. It turns out the, the, the best position to be in in the Navy at that time was to be a, a tree. <laughs> you got the most water, you got walking around, you got a sweet room. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know it's tough when you're like, God, the tree's got it good. <laughs> to be a tree. <laughs> In the 1801 Battle of Copenhagen, uh, Bly performed well. So well, he was promoted to command the HMS Monarch. In 1803, he was appointed to the warrior to survey the entrance to a river in northern France. Once again, he had a problem with the crew. 
Boy, when is he gonna get a good crew? He can't catch a fucking break. Um, this time he had one of his lieutenants arrested for uh, neglect of duty, even though the ship's doctor said the man was too injured to work. Uh, Bly had it arrested, even though the doctor's like, yeah, he can't move his leg. I know, that's why I want him fired. He's doing a terrible job ever since you got your hands on him. So back in England, that lieutenant was acquitted uh, in a court-martial, and then he accused Bly of having, quote, grossly insulted and ill-treated him, and then Bly was court-martialed. He'll switcheroo. Uh, Now Bly was forced to defend himself in court, and the court-martial found the charges to be in part proved, and Bly was reprimanded in order to, quote, be more correct in his language in the future. (laughs) You are guilty! You will be nicer! I sentence you to be less of an asshole! That's England. Now, be nice. Now in Australia, there have been a couple of rebel uprisings in which mostly Irish convicts had attempted and failed to take over the government. Shocking. Shocking. You know, the problem is we just haven't found the right country yet. Ah, we need a fiddle player. Let's get this rebel group going. Get a fiddler. I'm afraid my wife won't let me fiddle anymore. She finds it to be juvenile. She's a rock with seaweed hair. She's a hard woman. How you doing? Warm Corona, mate. Love and life. It's just like those commercials, right? Are you on the beach where the Corona's never in the ice? Yeah, that's what I've been thinking the whole time. I'm on the beach with a bunch of jackfruit. Mm. (laughs) VD itching. Vacay. My, my dick's burning and the beer's warm. Yeah. Delicious. Warm beer, my dick's burning, and the guy's looking for his fiddle behind me. I think I'll stay put, gentlemen. I know heaven when I'm feeling it. So, England is looking for a strong leader who wouldn't put up with a lot of shit to oh, take oh, over. No, no, what? No. The Australian, the New South Wales government. What we so, need is an awesome. Sir Joseph Banks. <laughs> Sir Joseph Banks, who has recommended him for the two uh, breadfruit runs, recommends Bly again. But it's not like a lot of commanders were biting, you know, to, to take a, a shot at uh, New South Wales, which was considered to be a uh, shithole. <laughs> Man, you can, I know. It's so cute how Australians all don't like each other. Yeah. No, no, no. You can't they, throw they out. say nothing but great things about you. <laughs> you can't throw out that softball pitch here in Queensland. Right? It's a bit of a shithole. Anyone? <laughs> Fucking go to roots! <laughs> uh, Someday you'll listen to a podcast in which Gareth accidentally said that he roots penguins. I believe I said... 
I'm rooting penguin. And that's exactly what he said. Where I'm from. Rooting means to fuck. And Nick, I've... it all makes sense suddenly. And by the way, that is what I meant. Can a guy come out in front of some of his friends this day and age? I'm a penguin rooter. <laughs> Meow! <laughs> so Bly was officially offered the job of the governor of New South Wales. It came with a salary of 2,000 pounds, which was doable, uh, which was double the previous guy. Uh, the salary increase was because no one wanted the shit job. Bly took some time to think it over, then he accepted, but he didn't set sail until February 1806, about a year later. Bly's wife was not down with it, and she decided to stay in England, as did five of his daughters. Jesus. Bly ended up bringing his oldest daughter, Mary, who was 22. Okay. Oh, sure she's going to stand by that decision. Uh, she came with her husband, John Putland. Sure. Mary seemed like a chip off the old block. A judge advocate of the colony described her, quote, very small, very nice figure, Rather pretty, but conceited and extremely affected and proud. God knows of what. Listen to that. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we know which parts from her mom and which parts from her dad. Yeah. <laughs> She's got a lot of little bonnets, too. <laughs> but that, I mean, like, think of the way, like, that whole breakdown is just like, Sure, she's hot, she's got a good figure, but God, is she a bitch. <laughs> and how, oh, to be fair, to be fair to the lady. How bad do you feel for the husband? The daughter's like, come on, you never hang out with my dad. Yeah. You should go on an eight-month cruise with him. <laughs> He's the worst, you'll hate it. <laughs> so... Uh, oh, also, uh, continue the quote. She was extremely violent and passionate. <laughs> And passionate. Uh, Get out of here! And oh, she was. <laughs> she was known to fling a plate or candlestick at her father's head. So it seems like she. That's exactly. The yeah, that is, that is a chip off the old block. Now, Bly was given orders to get the colony into shape. He was, uh, he was there to stop the traffic of booze, uh, that was obviously the currency in the colony at the time. The New South Wales. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Looks like it worked out, fuckhead. <laughs> the New South Wales Corps were currently running things. They were known as the, the Rum Corps. They were supposed to implement the policies of the governor and maintain order, but they were just doing what helped them make money. Uh, they were largely recruited from the unemployed in England and saw this as a way to make it. The Corps and John MacArthur had broken a few governors at this point, which is why... England wanted a hard ass. Bly's pre predecessors, uh, John Hunter, Philip King, and uh, Governor Philip had tried to get rid of the core monopoly on trade and cracked on drinking, but they all failed. So time for the bounty bastard to do what he does. Yeah, be little and awful. <laughs> Imagine when he shows up to you like, sir, we're looking for Bly. <laughs> Not a little gorilla man with a weird bobblehead, okay? <laughs> Move along, sir. So, uh, so he arrives, and at that point, the, uh, uh, Francis Gross was in charge. He was the uh, military uh, corps guy, and he, 
So he, ooh, James Fosdyke just sent me an email. Did, Did you catch it? Oh. oh yeah. So Bly, <laughs> I gotta take this. It's a Bly arrives on <laughs> August sixth, eighteen oh six. Okay. Uh, he didn't take over for a week though. He got here, and then he's done fuck all work for most of his contract. Yeah. He's yeah. like, I want 2,000 pounds, and then what are you going to do? I'll stay at home for a year. Then when I finally turn up to work, fuck that, I'll have another week off. Time for vacation. <laughs> I'll be exhausted from all this thinking of work. <laughs> well, he did what all white guys do when they get somewhere. Back then, he claimed a bunch of land for himself. This is fine. 240 acres at uh, Camperton, 105 acres at Parramatta, 1,000 acres near Rouse Hill. Uh, he never mentioned these land grants to England. Uh, Why do you think, though? I don't know. Yeah. It's all the western suburbs. They're the shit parts. Okay. <laughs> it's embarrassing. And then, and then he started the job, and then he started cracking down on large land grants. <laughs> Good. Earn the trust, then get into it. So Blatty uh, wanted to get rid of the huge estates that existed in New South Wales. Sure. And get back <laughs> yeah, to colonies. Besides his. You are right. So I've, been, I've been walking around my 1.5 million acres that I got for free, and I've been thinking, this is wrong. Man, what are we going to do about it? I get to thinking of that much land. And by the way, land I have. Lots of it. Uh... So he put an end to the large grants that allowed people like uh, John MacArthur to do so well, even though... A gentleman were arriving to the colony who had agreements with England, they would be getting large plots of land. This upset three very important men, Robert Townsend, uh, Ever Bunker, and Captain Short. Now, Bly had fought with Captain Short on the way to Australia. As so if they're not calling Bly Captain Short as well. <laughs> Bly fights with Captain Short. Yeah. When we swapped at birth, I feel like... So they, they were fighting on the way there because... Uh, Short was actually in charge of the convoy of ships, but Bly was uh, the governor of New South Wales, so he thought he should be in charge, even though he wasn't supposed to be in charge until he got there. So they would both be giving orders to the ships as what to do. Good. And so they kept fighting and, uh, and yelling at each other, and then at some point Bly told the transport ship to change course, and Short shot at the ship with a cannon. <laughs> the next logical, rational step. <laughs> so, it seems like it's getting a little personal. <laughs> so, uh, so Bly, uh, you know, yelled, fuck off or whatever. And then, uh, <laughs> fuck and then Bly ended up boarding, uh, bringing his uh, soldiers, seamen, to board the ship and take over that ship. And uh, arrested Captain Short. What? <laughs> well, I, uh, needless to say, I did not see this coming. I, uh... Uh, when they got to Australia, Bly, using statements from officers of what had occurred, stripped Short of his captaincy, and he gave the captaincy to his son-in-law. Then he uh, canceled Short's 600-acre land grant, which was his payment for the voyage. Oh. Bly then shipped him back to uh, England for a court-martial where he was quickly acquitted. The ruling was that Bly was legally in the right, uh, but he was such a dick that he could have stopped the situation by... They were just like, you should just talk to him. Why don't you just fucking talk to him? And that's basically what the English court said. What about, what about talking to the guy? Did you try that? Nope. Uh, so, uh, come on. 
side. I should turn off the emails because I'm getting, there's a lot of, he bothers me with his art. Hey, Bert. <laughs> well. Oh, he's helping me with my book. What an asshole. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, I just want to say hey to James. I love you. Uh, I love your art. Uh, so, emails. so when Blight first took over, there was a horrific flood in Hawkesbury. Uh, and, and then there was a big drop off in supply ships and, and uh, convicts coming because of the Napoleonic Wars kicked off. So, uh, Blight actually helped out the, the people who were screwed over by the flood, which was the only good thing he did. The whole time he was there. Then he started fighting with John MacArthur. Uh, he got mad at first uh, at John MacArthur for his lack of herdsmen to watch over his sheep. He's like, you don't. <laughs> I think one of them's here tonight, everybody. Fuck you, boy. I don't know what I'm laughing at. I don't know. <laughs> Finally. Finally, something we can connect with. <laughs> Been shit up till now, man. Uh, but the reason he didn't have a lot of convicts heard of this over the sheep was because there weren't that many arriving and ones that were there were being freed. But apparently he didn't like MacArthur's uh, response. Blythen set about trying to ruin MacArthur. He ordered him prosecuted for importing stills. He didn't allow MacArthur to buy from the government store. And when that happened, MacArthur responded, it would be better if he gave it to me and some of the other respectable gentlemen of the colony. If he does not, he will perhaps get another voyage in his launch again. Wow. Uh, quite a, quite a clear him. threat. Yeah, I feel like we've all heard that from someone who's pissed. Right? Bly threatened to take away MacArthur's best land. And it was on. MacArthur was now going to get rid of Bly like he had the other three governors. The other rich guys also wanted to get Bly tossed as well. And Bly wanted to improve the appearance of Sydney. So he told those illegally residing on town plots to move. He, he questioned the leases of a bunch of rich guys, saying their lands conflicted with his town plans. And when Bly tried to have a meeting with the wealthy men over the issues, his own officials were so incompetent that he fucking lost it again. Right. Aiming at his own man. Yes, a little night. Like Napoleon was like, dude, calm the fuck down. Like, shit, I get it, but I get it, dude. But pump the brakes. It'll make sense in the future. The boat brakes. Pump the boat brakes. And Bly wasn't done. Uh, he. Uh, he made all the ex-convict traders angry when he put three of their most important leaders in prison for writing a letter that he thought was offensive. <laughs> Gave well, him three months. Was it SU? Yeah. Gave him three months. What did it have to say for him to think it was offensive? Yeah. <laughs> it's written too big! <laughs> My little eyes! <laughs> Help me lift this pen. <laughs> He then made the colony's workers angry by fixing wages. He suspended a corps officer from his assistant, uh, a surgeon position uh, for employing, quote, invalids at his home. Sure. So he's taking guys. Sure. He's taking the fucked up guys. I'm like, yeah, you work here. Okay. Uh, and then things got really bad with the New South Wales Corps one day in church. 
His daughter Mary was a bit of a fashion buff. Sure. And she was always draped in the uh, latest hot items. In like whatever Tasha had or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In 1807, the big uh, craze was uh, Egyptian Muslim. Uh, so, uh, goggles. Was what? Egyptian muslin. So it's a very thin, it's like you can see through it. It's like a very thin, it's like a god. We've gone backwards, man. It's almost, it's a very fancy uh, uh, material. Sure. I see so she's, uh, sure. she's wearing it around. Cool. All right. So Mary tossed on the uh, muslin uh, dress and went to church with her dad. <laughs> Bold look. <laughs> Now, the thing about the ladies in London when, she, when they wore this was that they wore petticoats underneath. She used to stride up tits out. Yeah. This fucking... <laughs> God, uh, God love her. God this love is her. A, the definitely not Virgin Mary. This is... <laughs> but it's hot as shit in Australia, so she wouldn't wear a petticoat. Instead, she had on a very small, tight pair of pantaloons. Jesus. Under the dress. Which Who else showed... is filling up? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> which showed off the shape of her body. So, Bly entered the church with his daughter, and the son struck them from behind Uh-oh. as they walked to the door, Hello. which showed off Mary's frame completely. All the soldiers in church lost their shit. <laughs> Stood to salute. <laughs> Laughing, laughing like crazy and hooting and hollering, and Mary then fainted. And why? <laughs> she fainted? Yeah. What else are you going to do in that? Yeah, like an old school. Oh. Uh, like that. Mr. Darcy. Uh. Uh, and then Bly let loose with, with one of his every other swear word rants kind of thing. He showed up and like naked to church for that time. I can't believe soldiers acted strangely to Oh, that. yeah. So Bly then wanted to destroy the corps. <laughs> and he looked for more ways to piss people off. Next, he told people who had leases on land that was adjacent to the government house to knock down their homes and leave. He had a great reason, though. He wanted a better view. Ah, well, that makes sense. Fair, right? Yeah. Uh, he just wanted a big old backyard. Come on. He also made sure his own land had plenty of convict labor to farm, uh, to farm, even though that was exactly what he had first gone after MacArthur about. Sure. He also fed the convicts uh, from government stores, and he took the livestock from government herds. He said that his land was a model to show settlers the benefits of affecting effective farming. Also, his son-in-law, uh, Putland, uh, uh, had his farm well stocked with convict laborers as well. When, so they were having, the two of them had very profitable farms. Sounds close to slavery sometimes. <laughs> nope. Okay. <laughs> nope. Just having, uh, just you, it's just arresting a guy for having a handkerchief and then making him work for 10 years. Guys, Not this slavery. is the model. This is the model of how we should live. That is amazing. Can I have some land? Fuck off! Oh. <laughs> I don't know how to deal with this man. <laughs> So when people said that they should actually pay the laborers like everyone else, uh, or, or else they wouldn't be making such great profits, Bly said that he would do that. Of course I'll do that. In time. In time. <laughs> Things were very not tense on the colony, and to make matters worse, there, worse, there was no money, uh, which created a complex barter system. Convicts were paid in goods, and by that I mean rum. Uh, Jesus. He declared all the promissory notes should be paid in sterling. This was mainly because a year earlier, MacArthur and a man named Tom- Thompson 
had fought over the value of a promissory note that had been paid in wheat. Wait, you can't have your currency be consumable goods. It's like I had fifty dollars in here. Oh fuck, I ate it. Fuck, fuck. Late at night, I should have bought some chips, but I, I'm not eating my money anymore. I'm just uh, oh, uh, one bite. I'll eat a fifty. Do you, do you have that five dollars you owe me? Yeah, here's a fish. Yeah. Is that where the term pineapple came from? That was a fifty. It was an edible. Let's go, one. We refer to fifties as pineapples because they're yellow. Uh, we uh, you know, guys are... dude. We use pine. We're always saying, yeah, "Got chance for pineapple? Can I have a pineapple? Can you girl? guys peel this pineapple? You know? Yeah, we totally get it." So Bly was annoying the shit out of the officers in the, in the New South Wales Corps so much that uh, Major George Johnson complained to the Commander-in-Chief, and Bly's response was to say the Corps should be relieved of duty. Yep. MacArthur then tried to stir it up by saying no man's land in the colony was safe with Bly in charge, which, you know, he was kind of right. Uh, it wasn't hard to get people to back MacArthur in his fight against Bly. Bly ended up bringing legal action against MacArthur for, quote, a variety of misdemeanors and outrageous offenses. Unfortunately, drunk and in debt uh, to MacArthur, Judge Advocate Richard Atkins was presiding over the trial. Booze, booze is a big player. I mean... Yeah. It's not, it hasn't stopped. Yeah, speaking of which, may I have a beer? Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Good bathroom, see? We say that with nine beers on the table. I mean, I think part of the thing that's interesting, Dave, what was the story? <laughs> I was headed somewhere nice. Judge Boozy. I find you not... Has anyone seen my keys? <laughs> Why would you like to hear a little tune? <laughs> Sorry, guys, I'm very hungover. I'm going to be very quiet on the hammer this morning. Just so. <laughs> so MacArthur got nine leading citizens to sign a petition asking for uh, Major George Johnson to take control. Using... MacArthur's cry that no man's land was safe. Major Johnson claimed that, quote, insurrection and massacre were imminent because Bly was about to go nuts and subvert the laws of the country. So Doesn't now, sound so, like our Bly. Yeah. <laughs> so now he's, uh, he's Trump. <laughs> Johnson went to the barracks on January 26, 1808, and told the troops he was now lieutenant governor and was going to kick Bly to the curb. The troops then marched through Sydney. What is the curb? It's coming. What, you'll kick him to it? He's little. You, you, how far could you kick him? How far away is the curb, I guess, is the question. You're fired. You mean there's a fire nearby, or...? Uh, the troops then marched through Sydney while a band played British... Grenadiers. And a fiddler wept. <laughs> Should have been me. Now my wife's dead. The only person who put up a fight was Mary, uh, Bly's daughter, who hit them with her parasol. She was in uh, black grieving uh, because her husband had just died from consumption. She yelled at them, you traitors, you rebels, you have walked over my husband's grave and now you have come to murder my father. Uh, they dragged her aside and went into the government 
house to find Bly, but they couldn't find him. Did they open all the drawers? <laughs> I'm silverware. It's a fiddler. Now, it turns out uh, Bly had uh, heard these soldiers were coming, probably because they were singing. We're coming to get you, Bly! Come on, guys, from the top. We're coming to get you, Bly! Yeah, you're gonna die, and your name is Bly, and the house we've arrived, knock the door. Let's go. Come on, guys, honestly. Uh, so it turns out Bly, when he knew, knew they were coming, ran upstairs. Uh, <laughs> Which took forever. He was like, one step, uh, two step, yeah, three step, hurry, Bly, dig deep, baby. <laughs> I thought my gorilla body would make this faster. I'm going to need the Gatlin gun for this one. <laughs> uh, so he ran upstairs and put on his fanciest uniform. And... <laughs> first things first. Yeah. Look the part for your hiding. Yeah. You can't arrest me. I'm Batman. Oh. <laughs> So he made plans. Uh, he was going to run to Hawkesbury. He had a lot of supporters, but he didn't get out in time. And so they searched for him. I'm just picturing this adorable little man in this conundrum. And he wants to get out, and he's run upstairs. Yeah. It's not a great plan. But they searched for him for two hours while Mary screamed at them. Just screaming. Mary's just screaming, and they're searching. And finally, they found him upstairs under the bed. I'm pornography. And did, did his dad send the army a telegram saying, I've got a particular set of skills, I will find you? <laughs> now, Bly says that he uh, was not hiding under the bed. I was not. <laughs> but but uh, oddly, they couldn't find him for two hours. I was just on the bed waiting. Oh, you guys don't reverse yeah. sleep ever? You guys cheated. Did you really count to 20 before you started looking? Yeah. So he was arrested and, uh, and taken to the military barracks. Uh, the colony of New South Wales was now under military rule. This is their revolution. It's very exciting. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Bly was then held in an officer's quarters and Mary stayed with him. They were held there in Sydney for a year. Normal. That's a normal holding pattern. As so a rebel, two and a half years, he's done about three weeks' work. And mainly yeah. just hung out on a farm with heaps of shitty stuff. Yeah. It's a sweet gig. It's a fucking good gig. So the rebels said they would let him go if he sailed back to England, which he said uh, no. And fi finally, in February 1809, he agreed to leave if he was put on uh, the ship The Porpoise with Mary and a group of his supporters. And then he said he would, he would go. So they put him on uh, the ship The Porpoise. And well, he, I mean, uh, what an asshole you have to be for them to be like, we'll do anything for you to just fuck off. Like, literally, what do you want? Yeah, a porpoise ship with your fam? Get the fuck out of here, dude. I want a fancy bedroom with eight breadfruit trees in it. Oh, boy. Here we go. Here we go again. I want a blind Irish fiddler. <laughs> no, Scottish! Changing it up! Did somebody say blind Scottish fiddler, please? <laughs> Because I've had my eye on a job for a while. Pardon the pun. <laughs> now, hand me the bloody fiddle. Is anyone here? I can't see a bloody per fucking shit. <laughs> Any other bloody occupation? 
So he's put on the porpoise. HMS porpoise. He's put on the porpoise. Sounds like you've gained weight. You've put on the porpoise, haven't you? The holidays. It happens to all of us around the holidays. I put on the porpoise last year. When I go to Tahiti, they'll throw rocks at you there. (laughs) Bleed him till fudge comes out. Uh, so, as soon as he was put on the ship, uh, he had a mutiny and they took it over. Jesus. <laughs> With his own supporters. Yeah, they, they took it and they locked up the guy in charge of the ship, on the ship, which he was on for a year, because that's how long he had the ship. Uh, he sailed to Van Diemen's Land. Van Diemen's Land. Where, uh, where he, uh, was welcomed by Lieutenant Governor David Collins, who was in charge there. But Bly remained on the ship while Mary went ashore and stayed in a suite of rooms at the Hobart uh, government house. Uh, things between David Collins and Bly quickly soured. <laughs> so weird. Bly like wanted like Collins to support him uh, against the rebels, uh, and, he, and, and Bly asked the people of Van Diemen's Land to invade New South Wales for him. <laughs> and they were like... No, we're, bu- we're busy killing the native people. <laughs> we're not done yet. We're going to be done. Uh, wait till you hear what they did to the penguins. <laughs> but uh, they were, uh, they're not down with it. They did not want to invade. Uh, and Collins wouldn't even denounce the rebels uh, in New South Wales. And at that point, Bly pissed off uh, David Collins by talking shit about Collins' mistress, who was pregnant. What? <laughs> Nobody talks about my impregnated mistress like that. She's a good woman! Is what, I'm sorry, what did you say? Nothing, honey. I, uh, nothing. I would. Are you good? What have you been doing? I was. No, nothing. You won't believe what happened at work today. Yeah. A man said something about, never mind. What were you saying? You said something. <laughs> Show me everything. Uh, Colin said, quote, God knows I never had any malice in my heart until I came into contact with this detestable brute. <laughs> Bly sounds like an angry pair of testicles the more I hear about it. Bly demanded Mary return to the ship. Please, small hair. Okay. Then Collins refused to allow uh, the colonists to give Bly any supplies or food, so Bly blockaded Hobart for six months. <laughs> the biggest asshole than ever was. You're not going to give me any food? Well, you can't have any food. Aren't we both... Uh, no? Okay. I thought we were both English. We're not? Okay. Collins told his men to fire on Bly if he tried to come ashore again. Eventually, Bly ran out of supplies, and now he was starving, so he, uh, so he improvised. <laughs> now he would let ships through the blockade if they gave him food which is not a blockade. <laughs> it's like a reverse yeah. drive through almost. <laughs> uh-huh, what do you guys have there? Pretty good sandwiches. <laughs> is that Ooh, Tim Tams! <laughs> we'll take all your Tim Tams. All right, you guys can go through. Seems like you got some nice food for me. It doesn't take much either. Little bites and then water for me. Very tiny little man. Oh, you got some spare coconuts? You stole them, did you, motherfuckers? <laughs> knew it! <laughs> coconuts make me crazy! That's not how you prepare oysters. You're not allowed through the blockade! Get out of here! Now fuck off! 
I'm a bit of a foodie. <laughs> so now he's just basically a troll. Uh, well, hey, pay the toll. So meanwhile, England sent a new governor, Macquarie, to take over. He was sworn in on January 1st, 1810. He uh, reinstalled all the officials, officials Johnson and MacArthur had removed and uh, got rid of the military guys. He canceled all the land grants that were given out. So now with not much else to do, Bly decided to go back to Port Jackson on January 17th. But he got there. First, he wouldn't leave the ship because, quote, he would not be received by those who had so lately threatened to cut his throat. Jesus. They were like, come on, asshole. They were like, dude, we had you in a fucking jail for a year. No. No, you want to hurt me. So finally, Macquarie sent armed guards to escort him. He demanded that Macquarie punish the men who had ended his reign as governor, and Macquarie was like, no, no. No, you're a fucking asshole. Uh, Macquarie was not impressed with Bly. Quote, he is revengeful in the extreme, and I am sure he would be delighted to hang, draw, and quarter all those who deprived him of his government. So no one in, uh, so now he's in Sydney, and no one's taking him seriously. Uh, on the street, people would jeer at him and mock him. Uh, and then he spent the entire time gathering evidence about the rebellion uh, to bring back to England to get those guys arrested and court-martialed. Cool. That went on for four months. Cool. Macquarie, uh, Macquarie's brother wrote, he certainly is a most disagreeable person to have any dealings or public business to transact with. He is, very imp he is a very improper person to be employed in any situation of trust of command, and he is certainly detested by high, low, rich, and poor. So his, comedy, his comedy festival poster's got a lot of bad quotes on it so far. <laughs> but picture the shoot, he's like, huh? <laughs> Me? No. A man that everyone calls detestable. The worst. The littlest prick I've ever seen. A nightmare. Disaster. Sweet God, I wish I knew what a time machine was and had one. Jim Jeffries. <laughs> Jim's, actually, Jim's actually a nice guy, but that seemed like it was going to work. When they first arrived, Bly and Mary at dinner with Macquarie's lieutenant governor, Colonel uh, Maurice O'Connor. Four weeks later, O'Connell accompanied Bly and Mary to Toxbury Farms. And then shit was on between Mary and O'Connell. O'Connell told Bly they wanted to get married. Bly tried to talk Mary out of it and to go back to England with him, as you do with your yeah, daughter. Yeah, no, totally. As you do with You're your mine. daughter. You're my daughter. <laughs> uh, no one takes my precious. Who will throw plates at me? Yeah. <laughs> Mary ended up marrying O'Connell. She's with me, guy. <laughs> Hands off my lady. Your daughter? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't make it sound creepy. Go to bed, honey. I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> oh, oh, come on. Back to back. Oh, uh, you, uh... I mean, I sleep in a Bjorn on her chest. <laughs> Have you seen her coconuts? <laughs> Mary then married O'Connell, and Bly felt betrayed, and he decided to leave. Leaving Mary's wonderful daughter. Who... Marry me, Mary. Your daughter. Oh, come on. 
We had some good times. It's the 1700s. Come on. Uh, Macquarie gave Mary Ann O'Connell 2,500 acres. Bly then traveled back on the ship with a bunch of the wealthy men and soldiers who had removed him from power. Oh. Awkward ship! Yeah. <laughs> the like SS months. Uncomfortable. <laughs> so what else have you guys been doing? Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> I've been good. Daughter wouldn't marry me. <laughs> how's, uh, how's your blockade going? I, I, I know you're saying that sarcastically, Jim, but I'll let you know I got a lot of good sandwiches and mixes out of that, okay? Swimming pretty, pretty deep in marmalade at that time in my life. Can I, can I uh, say something? Uh, no. Oysters. <laughs> not gonna fall for that, I'm not. <laughs> no, sir, I've worked Coconut, on my anger. Coconuts. <laughs> Mollusks. <laughs> hey, funny, funny Oysters. guy. He's been a funny guy. Oyster stew, wrong way to make stew, obviously. <laughs> stew them. You want to make a fucking soup? If you're, unless you're a fucking idiot who doesn't have a fucking brain in his fucking head. All right, I'm gonna stand up. I'm already standing. Now listen to me, motherfucker. You listen to me, bitch. Bly arrived in England on October... I'm back! <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, he arrived there on October 25th, 1810. Authorities listened to both sides of the Rum Rebellion and thought... He just keeps coming back with fights. Yeah. Me again. These guys are all... Everybody's a fucking asshole out in the Pacific. They're all cunts. I'm the good one. I'm okay. But everybody... Fuck! <laughs> I got a little, I got a little grill arms. <laughs> he's, po he's poor wife. Where's our daughter? You'll never guess we had a fight. Oh, really? <laughs> really? Is she coming back? No, the bitch ain't. Okay. <laughs> and I showed her by giving her twenty-five hundred acres. Yeah. Um, so, uh, they basically thought Johnson and MacArthur's accusations against Bly were bullshit. Uh, they also didn't think much of Bly's accusations. But, uh, Johnson was... We fine for nobody. Yeah. Johnson the court was... finds this boring. <laughs> the court would like to say, blah, 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 blah. The stenographer's like, one, oh, boy. Uh, Johnson was court-martialed, found guilty, and cashiered. You work at a grocery store. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Jack. <laughs> Can't scan the barcode, boy. Bly was made an admiral. Of course. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Why not promote him? That's the comedy festival title. <laughs> Unbelievable. Huh? A show that people call a disaster. About nothing. Far too long. Couldn't see him in the lights. All he did was shout, what a prick. Uh, he finally died in 19, uh, sorry, in 1817 as the world's biggest cunt. He 
realize the world's largest cup. There is a breadfruit on top of his uh, tomb. Wow. A breadfruit. As if to say you are shit. <laughs> the worst of all fruits. Anyway, that guy uh, was one of your uh, founding uh, people. One of the All I want to do now is go to his grave site and leave two coconuts there. <laughs> you know that grave digger was like, oh, I'm going to have an early lunch today with this little guy. <laughs> One and two and throw his hand. All righty. Um, I want to thank Evan uh, Bittner for helping me out with that one. Uh, he did the research on it. Uh, very nice of him. Yeah. Uh, so today, uh, our uh, publisher uh, realized we were on tour in Australia and uh, said, hey, what about uh, telling people you have a book? And we were like, yeah, we're almost done. Uh, but we have a book coming out on uh, sale, and if you go to our website, Dalt Podcast, uh, we put up uh, pre-sale links. Uh, and the art is by James Fosdyke. Yeah. And the, the fucking art is... He was showing us, like, the blown-up pictures of the art the other day. Insane. And explaining, too, how fascinating... I mean, I, I hope he doesn't mind saying this, but he's like, imagine the stuff I have to Google. Like, because he wants it to yeah, be accurate. Yeah. So, like, some of the stuff is so fucked up. Like, he has like, to look at, like, I had to horrible pussy burn. <laughs> ah! Ah! And when we were talking about penises, he's like, it took a little while for me to realize I should only look up prosthetic. He's like, that's accurate, and I don't need to see any weird okay. shit. But I still disagree with that. Yeah. No, Dave and him had it out. <laughs> Dave was like, this not prosthetic enough? This ain't enough, James? I do love that he Googles horrible pussy wound, and he's like, oh, that's fucked. Oh. <laughs> but he, oh. Like he has to. Did not he's expect like, that. <laughs> Tub girl. Oh no. <laughs> Everybody Google that. Horribly affected. Uh, well, uh, Dave signed the little cars. Uh, we want to thank everybody for coming out. Thank you, sir. <laughs> One guy. One guy applause. That was the best thing. Yay. Yeah, I got this, everyone! <laughs> On behalf of the audience. <laughs> um, we want to especially thank one person for coming out, uh, who led the clap nobody wanted a part of. Uh, no, we will uh, we'll sign uh, cars after uh, a little bit. Normal shit to say at the end of a live podcast. And uh, thank you again, and uh, Dave's playing Pokemon already again. Thank you so much, everybody. people listening to the dollop uh this is gareth yes the same guy i listen i have a new podcast called we're here to help that i'm doing with my friend jake johnson 
It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it. after it. Let's see you there.